0: What's going on, guys? Zach here with the Zach Shanky podcast. I hope you are all doing so wonderfully well. Um, <clears throat> I I think uh, Brian Travis and I are going to write a book. <laughs> and I think I think we'll do like one together, and then I might write my own book separate. Um, there there's just I have this this view on business. That I think is very uh, different than what most people think about. Um, This might sound a little weird, but I kind of look at business almost like a game. It's a game that you can win, and it's a game you can lose. And uh, there's nothing particularly wrong with that viewpoint, other than the fact that it's not actually a game. Because it's a very real thing and oftentimes your your financial state and though the amount that you can support your family depends on winning this game it's a very serious game it's like it's like if jumanji was about how much money you make or lose <laughs> right it's like it's like that serious real life consequences to this game however the benefit and i think one of the reasons that one of the reasons that I'm such... Oh, man. This is going to sound so stupidly egotistical. One of the reasons I'm such a great integrator. <laughs> okay? Um, and if you don't know what an integrator is, read the book Rocket Fuel. I don't remember who it's by. It's a weird name. G- Gail. I think. Gale something. I don't know. Um, but uh, read the book Rocket Fuel. And it talks about the difference between a visionary and an integrator. And what's interesting with that is, uh, most people that read that book think that they are a visionary, um, including myself. The first time I read that book, I thought I was kind of more on the visionary side, but you have to swallow your pride a little bit and like do a serious evaluation and reflection because actually I'm, I am, there's no doubt I'm an integrator. And I think what happens is that people have this misconstrued idea that an integrator doesn't have good vision visions for the company or good ideas for the company like the visionary has no no no. it has nothing to do with that you guys I have you have no idea I've had plenty of amazing ideas and visions for for prosperity movement my company um, but I'm not a visionary and I, I don't claim to be uh, I'm definitely an integrator and so it's not that you can't have good ideas and you can't have visions for the company that's not it at all It's more like the visionary kind of leads that, leads in the visions for the company and is typically a little bit further ahead because they're thinking about new stuff. While as integrators and your ideas are typically thinking about ways to improve the current thing. (laughs) And that's, that's probably one of the biggest differences. Anyway, whatever. So the point is I'm a really good integrator and I think part of it is because I view business as a game. And the benefit that I have as, as an integrator with that is that the game of business is very much kind of like a puzzle. There's a lot of moving parts, more than I ever thought, more than I ever imagined. I used to think, I used to simplify business because it is, at the end of the day, pretty simple, right? You've got marketing, which brings in conversations for sales, okay, marketing, sales, And then the product or service that is offered and the people needed to fulfill on that. Um, However, that's the simple, that's like a basic structure of a business. But what you don't think about is what is all involved in the marketing, (laughs) right? (laughs) Uh, There's so much involved. There's, There's a design guy. There's a content guy. There's a videographer. There's a photographer. There's a tech guy there's a there's a media buyer there is a data driven guy to 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 read the data there is a person to lead the whole team there's a copywriter i forgot about the cop there's so many aspects of copywriting there's the ads the pages the follow-ups there there's just so many pieces and that's just marketing i thought sales would be more simple nope nope sales is also quite complex complicated and complex we simplify it as best as we can but there's always room to grow and there's always pivots to be made and there's no way on on earth one person can do all of that it's impossible you need a team you need the best team i have the best team i'm so i'm so privileged it's insane And so all of these moving puzzle pieces within the big puzzle pieces equals a business. And I love that. I actually find that very fun. Very, very fun. And challenging. And stressful. But I enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, Just like a puzzle, right? It's a little bit challenging. Sometimes a little bit stressful. But I still enjoy puzzles. (laughs) And so I kind of look at business that way And so I was thinking about like writing a book about this puzzle that is business. Um, And what I've learned over the years on how to keep all that organized, the hardest part is the scaling. I used to think scaling was the easiest part. The hardest part was getting it off the ground. No, no, no. Getting a business off the ground is not the hardest in terms of skill set. What makes getting a business off the ground hard is lack of cash flow. So if a business started up and actually had cash flow, it makes it a lot easier. This is why a lot of new business owners, um, instead of bootlegging it like we did, they choose to get investors involved to give them that little injection of cash flow so that they can move because that's, that's typically the the hardest part of getting a business off the ground is the lack of the cash flow. Um, I still, to this day, do not suggest that for anyone. I think anyone that wants to start a business, you should start by bootlegging it because the the amount of things that you will learn from that is insane, absolute insanity, Um, in a good way. And so, anyway, um, scaling, on the other hand, the reason scaling is so hard is because you just spent years and years and years learning all these little aspects of these little puzzle pieces and the big puzzle pieces and putting them all together and understanding how it all fits. You just spent years, decades even, in some cases, for some people. And now, someone else has to be entrusted to kind of take over at least one of the big puzzle pieces. And that can be terrifying. Um, Not only terrifying... But also, like, challenging. This is where I'm at right now, guys. So, as an integrator, basically what an integrator is, it's the manager. It's like the the top manager of a company, okay? And so my job is literally, I shouldn't say job. It's not like like a, it's not a job, right? I can, I do what I want. (laughs) Um, So, but my role is to manage the marketing team manage the tech team, manage the sales team, manage the fulfillment team. Um, and of course, managing my visionaries. <laughs> okay, um, And all of that takes a toll and, it's, and it becomes so much in my mind to juggle that I've had to organize and learn how to time manage extraordinarily effectively. And even then... Sometimes I have all this stuff on paper, like what to do for time management, um, which is great. However, I get to that point and typically like on Thursday, I'm just so burnt out. I'm like, uh, I know I'm supposed to be doing this because that's what's on my calendar and like that's what that that's what needs to be done right now but man, I need a break. I need to just step away. And I do, I do take the time to step away and I get, I I purposely put something on a back burner so that I do that because health is by far more important. Um, so where I'm at right now and the reason that I'm, I'm feeling like that is because I just spent the last two months, not alone. I'm not doing this by myself. Obviously I have a team. And I have two business partners that are the best business partners I could have ever asked for. They are amazing. And they, they also know that one of my weaknesses is I like to do something myself first to kind of develop it and then pass it on. And I've been doing this for a while. Here's the problem, though. What I've been passing on are, like, tasks. So, for example... Let's let's just look at the sales system that we have right now because this is something I was very 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 heavily involved in, okay? So what I did with with Travis, specifically me and Travis built this out the most. And what I did with him is the first thing we did is we we tweaked the sales presentation and we made it in a way that we felt was more clear. Like clarity is king, we know that. So we're like how can we make this a clear a very 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 clear offer? where it's not confusing and overwhelming. And so we kind of came up with a plan for that. Uh, great. Awesome. We have we have a, a new clear plan. Um, and then we designed this, this setter-closer structure. Or we didn't really design it, but we were modeling after um, an investment that we made to improve our sales. And um, we found that there's this setter-closer structure, but it's a unique one. And so we, we started doing that and the way we did it was I was the setter, Travis is the closer. We did that to get some preliminary numbers to know exactly what what to expect. So that way if we do hire a setter, we have numbers to expect for them to hit based on our experience, etc. and closers the same thing. I'll tell you the hardest, one of the hardest parts of this whole sales system by the way is having a, a training of closer. That is that is the skill set that we're like working on now and we actually have a guy who has done very well already um closing so i guess our our training is paying off a little bit which we're really excited about but anyway so then i was like okay well now now that we've done the center closer thing we have some preliminary numbers now i need to train someone to get out of setting because there's another big gaping hole that needs to be fulfilled and so I, I trained a guy, and he did started doing really, really well. And I'm like, okay, actually, based on our traffic and based on this guy's schedule, we need another one. We need two setters. So I found another guy, trained him, and so now we have two setters. And now I moved on to a different role in the sales process that we're calling a pre-setter, which is basically a person that just text messages back and forth with our leads to get them on the setters' calendars. Okay? Our setters don't do outreach. They only do inbound, which is perfect. So our pre-setter does the outreach. <laughs> so I start texting people and I'm using the alias Richard because that's my, my middle name. So this guy named Richard <laughs> is like texting our, texting our leads <laughs> and getting them on. And so I do that for like two or three weeks of just texting every single day. Guys, that was a lot of freaking work. In the meantime, some of my other tasks are getting behind and more and more behind because I'm focused on this one thing. Finally, we found a a person to do the texting for us. And so then I spent a week kind of training her and and making sure she's all set and ready to go. And uh, she's been doing great, absolutely wonderful. So now we have this system, do you see the the process here? So I did the setting, trained setters. I did the pre-setting, trained a pre-setter. And then in the meantime, Travis is training a closer That first setter we had Moved up and is now a closer And Travis has been training him And then I got a new setter on Because we got to have two setters for sure So I got a new setter on And we have another setter Like on deck And actually we have like five more beyond that Okay so like setters We have unlimited amounts Okay, Uh, Closers is the harder one to transition people into and so far we've done it successfully with one guy so now we're looking to do it successfully with a second guy um but this is this has been our process guys because it has been um a journey and a good one and we're, we're we're very excited so as an integrator now what's my role now i've although we have people in those spots in the little puzzle pieces i'm still taking care of the the big puzzle piece that is the sales department right like i'm still managing that which what does that mean that means that when somebody has a call i'm still the one to make sure that they're writing notes in for the that call and how it went i'm the one making sure that they're saying the right things by reviewing recordings and making sure that they're they're not misrepresenting the company or any of our products or services I'm still the one making sure that there's no double bookings or anything like that in the calendar, and sorting that kind of stuff out. I'm the one that they they call in order to get some additional help, you know, with someone like they need some information or an ebook or something. That's my next job. Excuse me, my next role is to get out of that. I need to not be the go-to person. I need to not manage the big puzzle piece that is sales. Now that we have people that are starting to fill in the little pieces, great, now I need someone to fill in the big piece, which we already have someone lined up, he knows who he is, he's doing great, he's going to do great. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> I, I particularly I, I particularly love him because getting a big puzzle piece off my plate is huge. In the meantime, that's not the only puzzle piece I, I'm, I'm managing, right? I also have the marketing puzzle piece, which recently had a, had to have a pretty big makeover. And so now I'm working with that team. And at the same time, I'm looking to train one of those guys to take over that big puzzle piece. And this is the biggest challenge with scaling. How am I supposed to take the years and years and years of knowledge that I have in marketing and sales and get someone else to execute based on that experience. The only way that you can do that is you create SOPs, Standard Operating Procedures, okay? You create systems and processes surrounding different situations in those different big puzzle piece departments, okay? And then train a person to be able to head that up. Head that up. And and then hope that they... (laughs) That they take ownership of that. So what I've been doing here's what I've been doing. I've been I've been taking myself out as the middleman. So for example, we have uh, emails that go out every single day to our list. Okay, I no longer write the emails. And then it started out where I was writing emails and taking. We were all taking turns writing emails. I trained my entire team on how to write emails effectively, and then we were each taking turns writing writing all those emails. Well, we don't even do that anymore. We've trained our marketing team to write all the emails for us on our behalf. Okay? How amazing is that? Good job, marketing team. But I was still checking each email before it was published and sent out. So I took that out. I, I removed that task for myself and I said, no, no, no. The head of marketing, you're going to now just send that to Donald so that Donald can post it. I'm, I'm not going to even read them. I'm going to trust you. And you just, when you read an email and you're looking it over, what would Zach do? That's all you got to ask. <laughs> what would Zach say about this email? And then, boom, send it over. Like, I'm okay with that, right? Like, that's what I would do is I would just, this is where, where anyway, I hope that all that makes sense, guys. So I'm, I'm just trying to empower my team so that I don't have to do the big puzzle pieces anymore. And again, this is not coming from a standpoint of I'm trying to be lazy. No, no, no. This is a standpoint of, I want my company to scale, and literally right now, the biggest bottleneck in our company is me, Brian, and Travis. We are the biggest bottleneck, and I I showed them this. Like I actually have numbers to prove it, and uh, it's because we are too involved. We're too involved if we really want our company to take off and we want to help and provide the impact to millions and millions of people like we like we want, then we have to stop bottlenecking things. And the only way to do that is to train and empower our team to scale bit by bit. And this isn't, doesn't happen overnight. It's not like we can flip a switch and then ta-da, everybody's, everybody learned everything they need to know. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to be involved completely. We're not stepping away like... Ha ha ha, now we don't have to work anymore. No, 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 that's not the point. The point is, the only people that I would manage, instead of managing the big puzzle pieces, which would be like marketing, sales, tech, fulfillment, I would only have to manage the, the directors of those puzzle pieces. I would manage the guy who is managing marketing. I would manage the, the person who is, who is who is managing the sales. Etc. That's my role. Brian and Travis, on the other hand... Okay? Their role is to first and foremost... Keep me in check. Okay? Because I'm not, uh, I'm not perfect. I've, I have ideas of things that I want to do... That I would move on. And they tell me... No, no, no. Timing's not right because of this, this, and this. And so they, they help me to keep me in check... So I don't do crazy stuff. Alright? Like, for real. Um, and then number two... We're moving on to new things that will only improve our current business. That's all. We, we, have, we see a lot of problems in the world that make sense for us to uh, kind of address as a team. And so, anyway, right now my focus um, has been primarily um, sales because we're, we're really trying to get ourselves out of the sales process as well as marketing and empowering our marketing team so i don't have to be a part of that so heavily as soon as all of that is taken care of which by the way should be by the end of this year in january my focus is going to flip over to fulfillment um like it was at the beginning so i'm really looking forward to that as you've probably noticed i started kind of doing that already um but that is going to be my main primary focus is fulfillment and uh Finding ways to improve it and then outsourcing certain roles and then getting someone to manage that big puzzle piece. <laughs> Make sense? That's that's kind of my goal in that. Give me one second guys. This this one lane change situation that I do every time is always like it's the hardest lane change to do. Okay, I'm good now. Um Anyway, so that's that's why scaling is so difficult, because it's not just finding people to take on certain positions. It's finding people to manage and make executive decisions within those roles. Like, that's that's the hardest part. It's got to be someone, because it's not just someone that has the skill set. It also has to be someone that you trust, and someone that you've probably worked with for a while that would kind of know, you know, what the way that you would make that decision. Oh my gosh, it's been... Quite a journey and I, I'm literally what we're looking at, me, Brian, and Travis, we did this, we did the math. Well, I did the math and showed them. <laughs> but they were asking questions which made me redo the math. <laughs> so it's all good. But we did the math. And the way we're looking at it is that we'll be in a state of proper scaling, like proper scaling, um in 2024. To the point where the three of us, well, I'll be focused on fulfillment. But Brian and Travis, primarily, they're going to be focused on live events and and making sure that we can have people show up to live events and invite friends and family if they want and, uh, where we can actually execute a a crazy awesome event and get to know each other and build our community in a a much stronger way than just online. Um, I'm so excited for that And, and I'll help out, of course, wherever I can and like I always do, um. It's just my, my primary focus is going to be the fulfillment puzzle piece. Uh, there's a lot to do there. There's so much to do. There's there's more videos that need to be made. There's also um, phase two. I'm going to be diving deep with James on phase two and clear, cleaning up and clearing up a lot of the videos in there um, to hopefully provide extraordinary clarity. And then there's, of course, phase three stuff, which we're working on right now, as we have been for months um, we're looking at also introducing next. So next year, there's going to be full uh, managed accounts. There's going to be um, um, infinite banking for sure, and of course tax strategies. And then there's also going to be hopefully real estate by the end of the year. Um, we're already talking with some real you know real estate people to see what we can do there how we can make something like that make sense for everybody uh, so we have so much going on uh, for fulfillment next year and that's that's where my primary focus is going to be um which should which should very much excite you guys <laughs> and I, I i wish uh if i had known what i know now i would have been done with the sales and marketing stuff a long time ago i just didn't know what i know you know it's it's one of those things and uh man i love it i love it to death so really excited for the future i hope you guys are as well appreciate you there's some business advice for you i want to write a book about the the puzzle game that is business and how to win how to solve the puzzle Um, you guys are amazing love y'all thanks for listening talk to you later